0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 what's going on? Welcome back to the channel and the podcast. And today there's four NBA games. in man, oh man, um, I'm going to be doing my best to break this down because we need to await a lot of injury news for today, but we're going to try and do an if-then statement if this happens, what you should do, those types of things, because, look, there's four games today after having seven yesterday. There's going to be seven games tomorrow, and some teams are going to be motivated to win, right? You have the Phoenix Suns back on the slate, the Portland Trailblazers, teams that are trying to get into the bubble, some teams that are trying to ensure up their kind of eighth seed right now into that playing game. I mean, we just saw Dame Dollar with motivation. We've been seeing Devin Booker with motivation just going absolutely insane compared to teams resting players who are only playing them like 25 minutes or 26 minutes like Denver had done their last. Came out instead of their normal 35 minutes run so it is really difficult to kind of get a sense for what's going to happen here because all four teams today have already clinched the playoffs or all four games all eight teams are playing today have already clinched the playoffs there's some little finoodling that they can do but they still all play on friday so whatever they do today if they try and throw the game to get to a specific seed they need the other teams on the slate to either win or lose and then they also need some things to happen on friday so it's hard to really say this team needs to win today so they can avoid the boston celtics or lose today so they can abo- avoid the boston celtics because if other teams win or lose it doesn't matter and then on friday a bunch of other stuff happens so it is really hard to try and make calculated moves at this point, at least for the teams playing today. So if you're looking for motivation, or you're looking for who is going to see motivation today, not much like Denver can move into the 2 seed right they can move into the 2 seed and maybe and they're a game behind right now game and a half behind the clippers with two to play so that's like their best bet there's a lot of teams who are vying for the 4th and 5th seed that it doesn't matter there's no home court advantage so the 4th and 5th seed are playing each other regardless right the teams on the east that are playing today the pacers the heat the sixers the sixers can't go lower than 6 they're right there right now at 6 the Heat can't go higher than four. So, all three of those teams are either going to be the fourth, the fifth, or the sixth seed. The Sixers sat all their players yesterday. They don't have Simmons. They likely don't have Embiid today. We don't have news on that yet. It seems like they're pretty set on getting the sixth seed. And if that's the case, well, then no matter who wins out of Miami and the Pacers these next two games and who loses, they're both going to be playing each other in the fourth and fifth seed game. So, it is really difficult to try and find any increased motivation higher than anybody else in the slate today, which means that you're probably going to see a lot of guys rest. I'm going to go over the injury dashboard, the target offense sheet, the early interest as we always do. There's a chance I'll go live with later today if there's a ton of injury news that blows up the entire slate but most of my updates and analysis are always going to be on patreon linked down below in my projections my final interests are over there every single time they're updated up and throughout locks so you can check all of that out not only that though the nba there's a bunch of other sports you get over there as well the pga is the other big one right now and then we're going to be getting into the nfl season in less than a month which is very very exciting so be sure to get into patreon before any potential price spikes when the nfl season comes so thank you all so much i do appreciate you for being here please do hit the like and subscribe button that we close out the bubble the bubble has been fantastic. We're closing it out this week. We're locking it down. And honestly, this today and starting yesterday and really starting Monday, these games are just going to get wacky. There's seven games on the slate tomorrow. And I'm I'm not even sure if I'm going to do a video on it because by the time I'm done hitting record and and upload on that video, there's going to be like 20 players ruled out. And it's just going to be absolutely annoying. I usually don't cover the last couple of games of the NBA season when it's in April because there's no telling, right? You're, You're making a bunch of analysis for people that a lot of the times it's not going to be there. At least there's teams right now vying for playoff seating and playoff spots. So I think there's a little bit more consistency to some of these minutes, we just have to know the players that are going to be starting for the games. So that's where we're going to start here with the injury and status dashboard. That is always brought to you by SuperDraft. I saw a lot more people sign up for SuperDraft yesterday, and I think there are a lot more patrons because I called out you guys yesterday in the video. If you are patrons playing on DraftKings and you have access to the DraftKings projections, and if you want to become a patron again, link down below. Right next to those DraftKings projections is a SuperDraft projection. SuperDraft projections. Not a lot of people are doing those right now, so be sure to check out SuperDraft again. Promo code SAL S A L. You'll get ten free dollar rooskies when you use that, and you can go in there and you can play using those. Projections. Projections, especially again if you are a Patron, because you have access to something that not a lot of people have access to. Almost everybody playing DraftKings DFS for the most part with a, a couple of lineups or multiple lineups, they're gonna have some sense of projections, even if they don't have them, they're gonna have some sense of where player skill sets are at. When it's not a salary cap sport and it's a multiplier sport, there's a totally different style to play. So even though you think a player is good on DraftKings, he could be one of the worst, if not the worst, play over on super draft that day. It is actually that crazy. And then when you're having access to these projections, be sure to be using them. I'm telling you right now, somebody threw it in that they finished in the top five or something, one like seventy or 80 bucks last night in the Discord when I woke up this morning. That's fantastic. I mean, I don't know what the buy in was for that. Probably like 10 bucks, something along those lines. 7X. And again, the contests are only filling with like 20% overlay still in the NBA. So be sure to check all that out. That is linked up down below. The proud sponsors of this video and really the injury and in status dashboard. Thank you. Super draft. So starting it up top in Houston, this is the injury news that we have right now. But I'm, I'm going to identify potential spots where we might have some as well as the day goes on because a lot of these teams are playing on a back to back, rested their starters on the front end of the back to back, like the Philadelphia 76ers resting every- everybody and then there's potentially some teams that just might rest players we don't have any news on that yet but we have to keep a close eye on it for houston they told us yesterday that russell westbrook actually i believe two days ago that russell westbrook would be playing on tuesday and then resting on wednesday he pretty much kind of rested a little bit yesterday because the guy who looked like the best play in the slate goes out there and doesn't really play his full minutes doesn't really give his full energy finishes with the mid 30s and fantasy points at a 60 plus percent ownership number and that's a spot that i loved i was all over russell westbrook last yesterday and it hurt but being all over luca to an extent and being all over dame dollar when it came down to late night slates and just the overall seven game slate did end up helping me out in turning a profit yesterday. Out of all my max multi entries, I got a whole whopping $64 ruskies back, but hey, you got some money back even having a lot of rust. Not bad. Eric Gordon is going to make his debut today at $4,100. I don't really expect much out of Eric Gordon. Maybe he sees 20, maybe he sees 24 minutes. I'd be kind of surprised. Hasn't played this whole time in the bubble. Has been dealing with an ankle injury. They said he's going to play today. Maybe a tune-up spot, maybe 20 minutes. I'm not really interested. All it's really going to do is hurt other guys in this rotation, like Daniel House, if he ends up playing, like Ben McLemore, who's been starting. He might get bumped out of the starting lineup. If that's the case, then I don't have much interest in Ben McLemore. Austin Rivers, potentially Jeff Green, depending on where they're going to be slotting Jeff Green around in the rotation. Daniel House is going to be probable. I don't know if the exact tag is probable, but they said he's expected to play today again we have to just see what the starting lineup looks like if 20 minutes of eric gordon are going to come in here or even 18 minutes of eric gordon it is going to impact the guys like daniel has like Austin Rivers, like Ben Macklemore, who've been seeing right around like the 28 to 30 minute range. If they all get bumped down closer to 25 minutes now with their price points up, Daniel has 5,600, right? These guys price points to the 5k range. It's really hard to like any of those guys at this point. When you go to Denver, Jeremy Grant is going to be questionable with a knee. They've already ruled out Will Barton and Gary Harris again. In the last game out there, not a lot of guys got full run. You did have a pretty close game and you were not seeing full run for Jokic playing in the 20s and minutes. You did not see full run for Michael Porter Jr., who's been one of the best players in this bubble up there with TJ Warren and Damian Lillard Devin Booker. He did not get any extended run either. He was still there sitting there in the 20 minutes. So these things can be a little bit concerning. I mean, it ended up being a three point game, but it was a close game when all the starters got pulled and did not play the fourth quarter. Paul Millsap, Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, Torrey Craig, and Jamal Murray all started the last game for Denver. None of them stepped on the court in the fourth quarter. Most of them were pulled in the third quarter with at least four minutes left. So again, this is where the concern comes in. They didn't run these guys all the way. If they did, the first half minutes were huge. Jamal Murray played nine and a half minutes in the first quarter. And then when you factor in the second quarter, he played six minutes. So I mean, Jamal Murray was on pace to play somewhere around 32 minutes like he normally does. Similar things can be said for Michael Porter Jr. for Nikola Jokic. And it's not even like they were getting blown out when they were taken out of the game. This was a tie game to start the second half. I mean, this game was tied minutes into the second half and Denver ends up going up on a 5-0 run. They take the lead and then the Lakers go on an 11-2 run and the Lakers end up taking a seven point lead. Once the Lakers took that seven point lead is when Denver started taking everybody out. So it wasn't even a blowout, right? It was just a situation where the Lakers didn't really care what was going on. Neither did Denver and Denver just said, let's just said everybody at this point, we're playing way too hard. So that's a concern. Even in a close game, a close game, seven points. It was a seven point difference midway to end of the third quarter. That's something that any NBA team can overcome in a quarter and a half of play, right? So that's a little bit of a concern to see that happening. That makes me a little bit worried to play guys like Jokic. Like I'm going to list them at $9,200 as an interest, but I want you to have that caution and keep an eye on the injury news. That makes me really, really nervous to play guys like Paul Millsap. Michael Porter Jr. has his price point as high as it's ever been, closer now to $8,000 than $7,000. And if you're trying to pick up guys on Denver who might benefit from that it's really difficult because the starters play just so much minutes like Monty Morris was on pace to only play like 12 to 14 minutes yesterday but because of the way that the game ended Monty Morris goes out there and plays 24 minutes he plays the entire fourth quarter a bunch of the guys off the bench play the entire fourth quarter so when you see Mason Plumlee playing 25 minutes you see Dozier playing 27 Diapo playing 22 right Bobo playing 22 don't say Sal these are the guys that I need to play I mean maybe right maybe those are the guys you need to play if guys start to get injured those are definitely the guys that you need to play right if you start seeing news that Yoko is out michael porter jr is out and or murray any of these guys start to come out then yeah start to get to morris start to get to dozier even start to get to bobo those types of guys if jokic is out fire up mason Plumlee. that's the way that you're going to want to go so just be sure to be cautious of what to do when that stuff might happen indiana seems like they're gonna rest everybody today they've already ruled out tj warren they have Depot questionable with an ankle and miles turner and brogdon both questionable with neck injuries the last game out you did see indiana rest their starters down the stretch but more so is because of the blowout the heat started to pull away in a game that was just basically for the fourth and fifth seed like today's positioning is going to be so what you get is a guy in Aaron Holiday who continues to play big minutes no matter what he continues to start and he was the only guy to play through the blowout in the last game for the Pacers he played the final like nine minutes of the game out of all the starters the rest of them were pulled so that is encouraging Aaron Holiday has been playing 32 plus minutes regardless of who's healthy and who's not lately now you have no TJ Warren out there and now you have questionable tags by Brogdon Victor Oladipo and all these other guys so Holiday seems like no matter what he's going to be sort of quote-unquote blowout proof in this one if indeed you have no Brogdon or Victor Oladipo that's when TJ McConnell, a fantasy point per minute producer, starts to look a lot more appealing. He would be the next guy to enter the rotation outside of maybe like Justin Holiday, who is not that impressive when it comes to just fantasy scoring. But Justin Holiday's in the 3K range. TJ McConnell's pretty cheap today. You just have to keep an eye on what happens with the news. If indeed you have Brogdon and or Oladipo in, if one of them misses, I like the other one. If they're both in, I'm going to have interest in both of them because there's just not a lot of guys, even above 7K, that are even healthy today, let alone do you have any type of security in their minutes. up so, Like look at the guys above 7K. It's like a war zone out there. They're either questionable and highly questionable, or they're already going to be ruled out out today so quite simply if the indiana pacers guys are going to be starting i'll have interest but only if we tell them they're starting again there is concerns about the minutes but it's hard to really try and project what they're going to do because they technically can wiggle and try and secure their fifth seed because if the philadelphia 76ers win out and they lose out then they're going to drop to the sixth seed and have to play the boston celtics i don't know if they care if their matchups the celtics or miami that's their only situation that they can kind of be in right now but either way holiday looks to be i don't want to say bulletproof but pretty close to it at this point you can get some uptick in minutes if there is no miles turner and a guy in Goga. Batances who only played five minutes in the last game maybe Jakar Sampson steps in there if there's no Miles Turner Goga I would imagine starts at the center position that's where you start to get to the 20 plus minutes out of him that would look pretty appealing Justin Holiday, I think either way is going to get a minutes bump now that they already have TJ Warren ruled out Justin Holiday in the last game played 18 minutes he's consistently in this rotation for around that 20 minute mark during the regular season whenever Jeremy Lamb was hurt in the beginning of the bubble he was playing 25 minutes he's just not a good producer right he's decent on defense he's not great for fantasy scoring so it's not that great of a play it's just going to be a guy who's going to probably walk his way into minutes today in the cheap 3k range heading over to the Clippers now still no Pat Bev still no Landry Shamit. and this is another situation to watch if they're going to let Kawhi go out there who's now $9,500 so it's very risky to want to play Kawhi with this price tag if they're going to let Paul George go out there at $8,400 one of his most expensive price tags that we've seen in a while Paul George was rested in the last game and Kawhi Leonard played and he played big minutes he played about 37 minutes so this is a situation where does this team care keep a close eye on it today could be the Kawhi rest day and the Paul George plays day if they're both in it is very difficult right they can both play 30 minutes I'm projecting them both for 32 minutes and it makes Kawhi not look like a great option and it makes Paul George just kind of look like a meh option so I guess Paul George would be the guy that I went to out of both of the studs if they both played but based on the fact that I'm projecting them to not see 35 to 36 minutes as if they really cared in a competitive outing and again they can drop to the three seed if they continue to lose and Denver continues to win so there is some motivation there there's some difference there but again home court is not a thing here and then it just comes down to who do you want to play out of like the Jazz and the Thunder and the Mavs in that seventh and sixth seed potential spot you're getting consistent minutes out of Marcus Morris I think either way he's a guy that they have to just give minutes to unless they really want to be running Patrick Patterson out there for like 30 minutes or Rodney Magruder out there for like 25 minutes to fill those minutes I think Morris is somebody that they want to acclimate more into this offense as he was a late addition this season so I do like Marcus Morris a decent amount today just if we're trying to find some sort of security in the minutes to be where they normally are around 30 plus for him and for Toronto Serge Ibaka is going to be questionable last time out with no Serge Ibaka Chris Bouchard just went off and Chris Bouchard kept himself on the court because he was going off he started the first quarter with two threes he ends up playing 29 minutes dropping 50 plus fantasy points. Bouchard ended up closing out the final like 16 minutes of this game ahead of a guy in Marcus All. I don't know if that always happens. He was just very hot yesterday. So I think that had a, a lot to do with it. Marcus All also did have three first half fouls, two fouls in the first quarter as well. So those can factor in a little bit to why he didn't see as much playing time. But Bouchard was just playing very well in the second half. He started off going two for three. He closed out the fourth quarter, four for six. Uh, when you're doing that and you start the game off for two for two from three point range, you're going to stay on the court more. So if Abaka is out again, you could look to Bouchard, but that was probably a one hit wonder. Why? Because, well, you're probably also going to have Kyle Lowry in this game or Fred Van Vliet. And if you don't, if everybody just rests, then yeah, go to Rondé Jefferson, R.H.J. Go to Bouchard at that point. Start to get pieces of OG and Anobi and Norman Powell who probably still play, right? So just keep an eye on it. Pascal Siakam was the only like true main uh, top three, top four guy in this team that played in that last game. If you're talking about Ibaka being out, if you're talking about Kyle Lowry being out, if you're talking about Fred Van Vliet being out. And then we get down to the bottom of the injury and status dashboard where it's the 76ers, question mark, OKC, question mark, Miami, question mark. Like, are these guys going to rest players? They don't really have much to do here. OKC can drop. To the seventh seed at this point. They're currently in the fifth seed, which would then make them have to play one of the Clippers or Denver. In the fifth seed, they can kind of avoid that and not have to play either of those guys if they continue to stay in that fifth seed, but then they have to play the Rockets. So which better at that point, right? Where do they think they match up the best? 76ers are without Ben Simmons. It seems very likely they'll be without Joel Embiid. So at this point, I'm sitting here saying, okay, if we get Tobias Harris and or Al Horford, I like both of them today. Uh, Tobias Harris price point down to 8K, Al Horford would start at center. If we don't get Al Horford and or Tobias Harris, you look at what happened yesterday and you start to see a lot of nice things. You see Kylo Quinn. One point away, not even an assist or a rebound. He got the assist and rebounds. He was one point away from a triple-double playing over 32 minutes yesterday. Alec Burks played 28 minutes and was highly effective. Shake Milton played over 30 minutes and he was highly effective. Josh Richardson, they said, was resting yesterday. So he should be back today for the 76ers if he's not going to rest again. And if that's the case, Richardson coming off of one of his best games, I would say his best game in the bubble, 50 plus fantasy points, he's probably gonna play 30 plus minutes. He becomes an interest. But then that hurts guys like Shake Milton. That hurts guys like Alec Burks in terms of just their overall usage and their overall minutes on the court. I would say if it's just Richardson that's back, though, it probably hurts guys like Fiebel a little bit more and probably Korkmaz, who Korkmaz actually saw 30 plus minutes yesterday. Rallo Nito saw 25 minutes. They would start to pull minutes away from those guys before it really impacted the bottom line of Alec Burks and or Sheikh Milton. Okay, see, question mark, we haven't seen Steven Van Adams or Nolan's Noel in a little while. That would make Mike Muscala at 4k flat and another option as a decent play. You got guys like Darius Baisley going out there and popping off for crazy fantasy point performances because they're sitting. Well, Dennis Shooter still out of the bubble. If they shit SGA, if they sit a guy in Gallo like they did last last time. So just keep an eye on what they're going to be doing today. And then Miami, they're already the fourth seed. They can't go any higher than that. They really can't drop kind of past the fifth seed. It seems at this point, they would have to take some crazy stuff. So they're in that fourth, fifth seed, no matter what, they don't really have much to play for today. So when you're looking at their entire rotation, maybe you get another Tyler Hero 35 plus minute game. If they sit Jimmy Butler and or bam, those types of guys, right? If they sit Goran Dragic, who has been dealing with legitimate injuries over the last week to two weeks. So tracking the 11 o'clock injury report is going to be massive. That's where you're going to get a lot of a lot of the news. And I'll be updating everything for my projections and and all that stuff via Patreon. I probably won't even drop the projections until after that injury report, because there's no reason for me to drop them at nine or 10 o'clock to just change like six guys in there that are going to change the entire way that value looks in the slate. There's no reason for you to look at this, the projections and have like an hour if you were a patron and then be like, Oh, everything just changed. I got to, I got to change my entire mind. So what was the point of even looking at that? Right. So we'll wait until that 11 o'clock injury report comes out. That was a lot of time on in the injury and status dashboard, the target often cheat. There's no totals yet, right? So I'll, I'll zoom it in just to kind of get a look at the pace for everybody to look at this is the target offense sheet this is also included on patreon there's no Vegas odds as of me doing this because well everybody's either resting players they're waiting for those 11 o'clock injury reports I assume a lot of the stuff is going to come out them the highest paced game on the slate by a wide margin three possessions per team is Houston and in Indy James Harden is supposed to be returning today so that's good to see all have interest in him but then it's really hard to like the rest of the value on Houston like Ben McLemore and Jeff Green starting in the last game that looks very appealing but there was no Daniel House in the last game and there was no Eric Gordon but if indeed Eric Gordon and Daniel House are probable like it seems so that's 40 to 50 minutes heading back into this rotation. That's going to have to hit a lot of the guys in the bottom end, but it's going to have to hit the bottom line of Rivers minutes. It's going to have to hit the bottom line of Mclemore minutes. Jeff Green, maybe to an extent as well. So that's where it starts to get concerning for me. So yes, Harden looks good, but just like you saw yesterday with Russell Westbrook, it can get kind of concerning because Westbrook only played 28 minutes. Now, albeit it did turn into a little bit of a blowout, but normally in blowouts, the Houston guys will still stay on the court. So I'm going to put Harden on here at 11K plus as an interest, but man, oh man, it's really hard to just, it's hard to trust this slate at all. At this point, there's nobody here today playing for anything. It's about to just turn into a bunch of a mess. Uh, this might be the last video I do before the playoffs start, uh, which the play in games for the tournament games are like the 16th or something. The 17th is when the playoffs do start for the NBA because man, oh man, maybe the four games slate to end the season, I'll kind of get on because we know what teams are going to have to play for. But tomorrow's slate is just going to be an absolute bombshell of seven games that I have no interest in really breaking down. The fastest paced game is Houston and Indy today. If they play their starters, the slowest pace game is going to be OKC Miami. Both teams play at a pretty slow pace. They're going to be below 100 possessions as the projection today. Let's get into early interest. And I'm going to preface this more so than I really ever have before saying that, man oh man these early interests are probably going to change based on the 11 o'clock injury report so be sure to hop into the patreon uh, these early interests are always going to change no matter what because they're early interest for a reason but i'm going to try and give you an if then statement so then you kind of know and you you have a reason to be watching this part of the video james harden up top eleven thousand one hundred. russell westbrook the game did blow out but he only played 28 minutes right around 8 to 10 minutes less than he usually plays that's a concern so harden's going to look fantastic he's going to project out for like 1.85 fantasy points per minute with no westbrook no capella on the court and it seems like indy might rest a lot of their start and we we aren't one hundred percent sure if Harden's even playing today. They just said that Harden would rest, and then Russell Westbrook would rest today. But I don't think they said anything about Harden playing today. But Harden might only come out and play thirty minutes. That's usually not his mo. That's not his motto. His thing is to play no matter what. But this might be a situation where there's nothing you could really be playing for here. You are the fourth seed at this point. I guess there's some off chance that if the Rockets lose out and everybody else wins out, that the Rockets can drop to the seventh seed. So maybe just securing the fact that you are the fourth seed a very outside chance. I think at this point, I think they're a game and a half or two games back with two to play to the. The Nuggets three seed, which would help them maybe a little bit. Like all the teams that are left, I don't know how much you really care about playing between the Thunder, Jazz, and Mavs. Maybe you just try and target the Thunder. You might think they're the weakest team. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But Harden at 11,100, play at your own risk. I guess he's going to be, look, there's not a lot of guys in that upper range right now, right? And like the 9K plus range, everybody's injured or, or, or not going to be playing or highly questionable. If it's Embiid, if it's guys like Jokic in their minutes, if it's Kawhi in his minutes, if it's Ben Simmons already being injured, it's crazy up there. Jokic at $9,200, the minutes are concern, But in between these games where he's only playing 20, 20- 26 to 27 minutes. And again, that was a close game. It went to a spot where they got then seven midway to late into the third quarter. And they just said, you know what, we're pulling all our starters. And that's what happened. And that's a concern in a normal regular season game or heck in a normal playoff game. That's never happening when you're down seven and it's still the third quarter, you're well within striking distance. So there's a concern there. So yes, he's going to be a nice option because there's not a lot of nice options outside of him above nine K. But again, the concern is the fact that he might not even play 30 minutes. Similar things can be said for Chris Paul. They've been resting a lot of the OKC starters as of late. He was like one of the only guys to go last time. SGA Gallo both of the centers were all rested so keep an eye on what happens with their starters today again OKC in a situation where they might want to win OKC is currently the fifth seed but they're kind of tied they're like a half a game or a game up on the sixth and the seventh seed they can kind of move into the fourth seed where the Rockets are but that doesn't matter because they still play the Rockets at that point if both teams were the fourth and the fifth seed so motivation is very little there Tobias Harris price point drops $500 no Simmons likely no one beat I'm just going to assume he's not going to play with his ankle injury and, and them just going into the playoffs in less than a week so if Tobias Harris was to play today and they just. Resting him on the front end of the back to back, and it was more of a tune up spot. I like Tobias Harris. You really do need all the minutes out of him, though, to pay off an $8,000 price tag. And in this environment, the minutes getting them are sketchy, right? If you only get 30 minutes out of Harris at $8,000, it's hard to see him paying that off, even though he is like a 1.2 fantasy point per minute producer with no NB and no Simmons on the court. But if you get the normal 36 or so, 35, 36 minutes run, it looks really good. Brogdon is questionable. Keep an eye on him at 7,200. I'd have interest in this pace up spot if he indeed played out there. I would have a little bit of a concern, though, if he would play anything above like 28 to 30 minutes. Horford resting on the front end of the back to back. If he plays, I would assume he starts at center at 6,400. He's a 1.2 fantasy point per minute producer with no one beat or Simmons. That looks pretty good. Debo's price points getting up there and he was playing like 33 minutes a game or 30 plus minutes closer to 33 minutes his last couple of games. He's questionable now today. I have a feeling they're just going to sit this guy. So keep an eye on that if they indeed sit him and or Brogdon. Aaron Holiday is a guy who looks really good. So does TJ McConnell. I have interest in both of them. McConnell only $3,500. Holiday 4,600 and even in blowouts, he was still playing the final nine minutes and 30 plus minutes he continues to just play 30 plus minutes taking on the jeremy lamb role in this rotation right now there's also no tj warren so his minutes are more solidified mcconnell probably gets closer to 20 and also a guy in justin holiday probably now pushes closer to the mid to upper 20s if not 30 minutes he's 3600 justin holiday i don't have him on these interests it's just worth pointing out that he's normally in the rotation for right now 18 to 20 minutes and now with no tj warren who's been playing 36 to 40 minutes a night that's going to help him a decent amount doug mcdermott to an extent these guys start to come into my interest even more if we start getting more news on some of these indie players being out Josh richardson rested yesterday so now you're going to get him to play today 5700 like you're probably going to get 30 plus minutes hopefully out of him if he rested yesterday there's still going to be none of those top dogs i assume for philadelphia if you have no horford or harris it becomes even better him playing is really going to hurt probably cork moss a little bit bible to an extent i do think it takes off the potential 32 plus minutes for a guy like alec burks the potential 34 minute game for shake milton but nothing major so richardson looks decent milton at 5400 i think he's still locked into the point role and you saw in the last game when they rested everybody he still played and got 30 plus minutes so i think like worst case scenario he only sees 28 minutes at 5400 that seems decent norman powell i have on here at 5300 this is only assuming some of the guys from toronto were to rest today like lowry did in the last game but he's not on the injury report anymore so norman powell we might be able to take off of this list it seems like toronto is going to go full steam ahead with all their players so i'm going to take norman powell off as i do right now and i don't know if they're going to play them all their minutes right but at least they're going to start them and play them i don't know 25 to 26 minutes at a minimum and Than their normal run at the top of like 36 plus. And I'll also take off Chris Bouchard for that reason. Bouchard had to shoot the lights out of the gym, and that's normally like he he can play get really good and play really hot, but he played the final 16 minutes. There was no Lowry. There was no Serge Ibaka. There was no Fred Van Vliet, other guys who can shoot on this team and take away potential production from him. If he doesn't play the final 16 minutes and only the final eight, it's a totally different story. So Bouchard, $4,600. I took him off as well, unless you see some other injury news. If Ibaka's in, I definitely don't want to play him. If Ibaka's out and they tell us Marcus Saul's out, well then yeah, obviously get to Bouchard. Drogic, Marcus Morris, and Jay Crowder are a bunch of guys guys in that low 5k range that I think still have minutes upside of like 25 plus, no matter if they start to rest the starters in game or not. I think Marcus Morris and Jay Crowder are probably safer than Goran Drogic's just because Drogic's has dealt with injuries in the bubble over the last week to two weeks. And now you start getting to some of the sketchier guys, Ben McLemore. I like Ben McLemore. He started in the last game. He's been starting lately when either Russell Westbrook and or James Harden are out as of late, but it's a concern now that Daniel House is coming back. It's a concern now that Eric Gordon's coming back. If Ben McLemore starts again, I'll feel pretty good that McLemore sees 25 plus minutes, but normally I would feel good that he's going to see 30 to 32 plus minutes. House is probably going to come in there and play 20 to 25 plus minutes. Eric Gordon, even if he only plays 15 minutes today, which can be a real possibility. So McLemore does have a nice price point, super draft 1.9X multiplier, but is a little bit scary. Alec Burks, if you're going to get Josh Richardson back, it does affect him a little bit, but I think Burks is still fine and not totally impacted. Even with all the starters in Burks was still closing games over the last couple of weeks, last one to two weeks. He was closing games. He was playing 25 to 26 plus minutes. easley has been producing a lot for fantasy the last couple of games, just because there's been a lot of guys injured, whether it's both of the centers whether it's Gallo, SGA, injured or resting. So it depends on who's playing for OKC for me to go there. Aaron Holiday, either way, seems pretty safe right now. Jeff Green started and played over 30 minutes in the last game. If Jeff Green does start again, I'll actually have interest yet again in in him at 4,400. Kyle O'Quinn is $3,000 flat after dropping damn near a triple-double. He was one point away, one point. He had nine points and he already was there with double-digit rebounds and assists. So he's close to that. If indeed you don't have yet again no Al Horford, I'll probably go back to Kyle O'Quinn because I'm just assuming there's no Embiid. If Embiid does play today, I'd be pretty shocked and we'll just kind of update that over on Patreon. TJ McConnell at $3,500. This is a hedge on the fact that if Malcolm Brogdon and or Victor Oladipo are out, if one of them is out, it's definitely going to make McConnell more appealing. If both of them are out, it makes him a damn near lock at that point at $3,500 for over a fantasy point per minute producer. For a guy who already plays in the mid to upper teens in the rotation, and now you're going to be taking 60 minutes out of the rotation at the guard position, it's just going to have to go to TJ McConnell. I know Sumner's out there as well, but I assume McConnell will be the next in line as Holiday's already seeing 30 plus minutes in this rotation for the Pacers. So it's a very, very, messy slate and it's only a four game slate and it's because none of these teams have motivation if Damian Lillard and, and the Portland Trailblazers are on the slate yeah I'd obviously say to go there right if there are some other teams on the slate that had any type of motivation the Suns the Spurs to an extent the Grizzlies any of these teams the Grizzlies now the nine seed as the Trailblazers are the eight seed any of these teams are on the slate and I'm going there I'm like yes let's do this right now these guys have motivation but that's not the case today all these teams are in the playoffs maybe they're going to be changing their seating up a little bit but it's really hard to tell who they would even play or who they know they're even going to play since there's another game to play on Friday so thanks. For tuning into this video head over to patreon for any of the updates later today for the projections the values my interests, all that stuff as well as also the closing thoughts podcast for golf is coming out today and the rankings and projections for golf will be out today as well thank you all so much for tuning in and thank you to the sponsors of our show super draft and also monkey knife fight is sponsoring the show as well if you want to check out monkey knife fight promo code sal nfl that is s-a-l-n-f-l if you use that code you get five free bucks no strings attached they just give you five dollars if you then deposit they'll give you an extra ticket to a contest and my supreme draft guide for the fantasy football 2020 season you can check out all that information down below hit the big old like button before you go big old subscribe button pops up hit that bad boy before you go as well thank you so much in advance gang and i will see you in the next one